humanity, the way you and I might hope to be accepted in our own hours of need or judgment. But, having said that, I maintain, as I did with Dynamite Road, that this is the way things happened. Beverly, Cobra, the Outriders, the sex, the violence, the shattering and bloody outcome, all of it, it's all real. Prologue they came for the money, but Mad Dog went after the girl. That was how the killing started. It was dawn, a summer dawn. The air was cool and dewy. The last clouds were breaking up on the brightening horizon. On the avenue, all through town, there was hardly a car in motion. Even the freeway traffic was only a wind-like whisper several blocks away. A lone white van-body truck rumbled past the mini-mall. Joe Linden glanced over his shoulder in the direction of the noise, then turned his attention back to the door of the Bayshore Market. He unlocked the door, a glass door, and stepped through into the dark. He didn't turn the lights on. The place wouldn't be open for half an hour yet. He was here early, as always, to set up shop, stock the register, uncover the shelves, start the coffee going, and so on. When the door hissed shut, he locked it up again. He left his keys dangling from the keyhole. Joe had managed the market for five years now. He'd owned it for three. He was thirty-seven. Trim-waisted, broad-shouldered, had a forthright, handsome face, wavy brown hair. He looked like he was meant to be a military man, and, in fact, he trained to be a Navy flyer. But a routine physical uncovered his irregular heartbeat and put an end to his career after only six months. It was the disappointment of a lifetime. That had been thirteen years ago. Now he had the market and a house about half a mile away. His wife, Susan, was six months pregnant with their second child. Their daughter, Jane, had just turned two. Things were all right. Joe took a step inside the market, a single step, then he stopped short. There was movement in the gray half-light. Between the cereal shelves and the dairy freezer, between the cleaning products and the snack foods in every aisle to the right and left of him. Shapes were detaching from the shadows. They were coming toward him, hulking figures, a gang of men, zombie walking toward him out of the darkness. Joe had only a second to make sense of it. Then, suddenly, there was someone right beside him. The barrel of a gun was digging hard into the soft flesh beneath his chin. Joe froze, held his breath. His mind raced. His daughter, he thought. Would they kill him? Why hadn't the alarm gone off? The pressure of the gun forced his head to the side, made him feel as if he were gagging. His wife, he thought, the new baby. There was no reason for them to kill him if he did what they said. Automatically, his eyes moved toward the gunman, but the gunman stayed behind him out of sight. It came to him that it was Friday, the first Friday in August. Was this an inside job? Did they know about the safe? Downstairs the gunman said. They knew. Now, one of the slow, hulking shadows from the aisles was at his other side and grabbed his arm roughly. Joe stumbled as he was shoved forward toward the back of the store. Another man. God, he was big. Joe was six foot one, and this monster towered over him, muscle on muscle and a great round, shaven head up top. He was waiting back there by the cellar door. Open it, said the gunman. Joe listened to the voice. A white man, he sounded like. Young, sharp, quick. A killer. Not wild, 
but merciless, businesslike, the real deal. Joe could hear all that. And it scared him. His heart was thundering. His belly was cold. He was scared for his life and for his family. But he reached out easy, and he spoke low. It's not locked, he said. He turned the knob. I have a family. I'm going to do whatever you want. No problem. Good, said the gunman. Then we all go home alive. Joe listened to his voice and believed him. He pulled open the door. The stairs were narrow. The cellar was almost pitch black. But Muscle Boy led the way down quickly, surely, heavy boots thundering on the steps. Joe went after, the gunman right behind him. Joe had to keep one hand out to steady himself against the wall. The cellar was low, cramped. Dim dawn came through the thin windows. Then there was a flashlight beam. Muscle Boy held it steady on the door of the safe.